All right. You are doing great. We are learning Maseches Yoma Daf Nun Zayin tonight. And uh, we're starting uh, toward the bottom of Nun Vav Medbez, about eight lines, seven lines from the bottom of the two dots, where it says, Menu al aron I'm just going to do a very brief 30-second uh, summary of what we did yesterday, because it will be important for our dialogues tonight. Yesterday, we focused on a seeming hekish, a comparison between the world of par and the world of seir. We know that the Kohen Gadol would bring the blood of the par and the blood of the seir in the Kodesh HaKodashim, or as the Gemara will refer to it today, Lifnai Vilifnim, in the inner sanctum of the Beis HaMikdash. And you'd have to do a special set of hazos, of sprinklings. It would be up one, down seven for the par. Then he'd go out and switch to the blood of the seir, and up one and down seven. Now here is this little chart here that, um, so green ink doesn't really work very well. I'll keep it close. So here is what we know. What's on the screen right now, the seven, the seven downwards ricos for the seat, for the par, that's a Pasuk in Chumash. But we didn't have that number here. We don't have it in, in Chumash. And we knew that for the Seir, the upper Zrika, the upper Hazel was one, but we were missing that by par. So what the Gemara basically said yesterday is we can just fill in the gaps. We can just assume that the information was meant to be uh, extrapolated one to the next. So that's just going to be a, a, as a brief summary of what we learned yesterday, that uh, the numbers uh, where the arrows start from are the biblical ones and are in the Chumash uh, expressly, and the others are learned from them. So with that as a starting point, we'll be able to learn the first Amud of Gemara here, uh, and let's get started. It says the Gemara, Not only did he do the Hazah inside, but he also did the Zrikos on the outside, namely, not but in the Heichal itself. Remember the structure of that whole entire room. You'd enter into the ulam, the antechamber. That, that door was huge. It was 20 by 40, small room. Then you'd go into the larger heichal, 40 amos. That's where the mizbeach was, the mizbeach hazahab, and that's where the menorah and the shulchan were. And then you'd go into the kodesh hakodashim. So you do this rikos in the kodesh hakodashim, and then also here, mibachutz in the heichal. How do we know that this is true? Where do we learn this from? Tan Rabbanon, the rabbi says, v'chein ya'aseh moed. You should also do this, in quotes, you should also do this in the ohel moed. So what is this talking about? Matamud lomar, answers the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, just like we would do the sprinklings inside the lifnai v'lifnim, where the arun should be, so too, one should also do the sprinklings in the heichal outside of the Kodesh HaKodoshim. Just like in the Kodesh HaKodoshim, one up, seven down with the par. The same would be true outside of that room and in the general heichal, in that larger room. And as well, just like Inside the Kodesh HaKodoshim, one would do this, the seven zrikos, uh, one up, seven down for the seir. So therefore, he do the same exact sprinklings inside the Kodesh HaKodoshim and then outside. And then the Brisa continues. It's really the rest of the same Pasuk. So the Brisa continues. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu dwells with us even when we are tummy for Hashem. And then the bottom line of the Gemara, drush on that Pasuk, what does that mean that Hashem is with us even when we're Tameh? That even when we're Tameh, it's not much of a drasha. It's kind of like an explanation of the, it's not like we're not changing much, right? It doesn't seem like there needs to be a lot of commentary. 
But now we'll understand why Akadosh Baruch Hu put that pasuk in Chumash. Amar leha hu mina the Reb Chanina. Last few words on Nunvavim Abayis. There was an Apikores who, um, or a Tzaduki, who was speaking to Reb Chanina, and we're on the top of Nun Zayin Amid Aleph, and says the Gemara Hashda. Now, now meaning when you are now in Gullus, that the base of Mikdash was destroyed. This is the Tzaduki talking. Hafta, Bari, for sure, Tmei Natun. Now you guys are for sure, Tami. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is for sure not with you now. Right? The Tzaduki was trying to get a little dig. The base of Mikdash was destroyed. And Vishachanti Bisocham, I dwell in the base of Mikdash. So it's got to be that Hashem is not with you anymore. So, after all, Tum Asa Bishuleha. This is a, a very um, a very strong muscle that's referenced in the psukim. Then a, a woman becomes a nida. There is dam, and it's bishulah. It's on the hem of the garment. It's clear that she is a nida. So it's clear when we're in galus that we're not close to a kodesh baruch hu. Amar le Reb Chanina says back to the tzaduki. Nope. You need to look what is inside our our uh, scriptures. What does it say there? And he pushes back on the tzuki and says, absolutely not a Kodesh Baruch Hu, doesn't leave us high and dry. Even when things are difficult, there's a distance, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that we are completely left without a Kodesh Baruch Hu. There is still So then the Gemara picks up with a, with a question. Now, tonight, when we started, I shared with you how we learned, um, how we learned the Psukim. We said that we knew that by the par that there were seven hazos lamata, and we extrapolated from par to seir that there's also seven hazos lamata by the seir. And then we did this the reverse for the for the upwards rika that we knew that there was one by seir, and we we carried it over to par. So the gemara says, I don't understand. Wasn't that a hekesh? Wasn't that a comparison? You looked at par and seir, and you said, let's crisscross the numbers. That's what we assumed was the case, right? That's what that's what the gemara said yesterday. But what did we just say on the bottom? That just like you did the Zrikos Lifnaidulifnim, you should also do the Zrikos in the Hetal. So then you're using the same Pasuk for two different Hekeshim, says the Gemara. Four lines down, Nunzayin Amadalif. Bechidavar Halamid Behekesh. Hoser Malamid Behekesh. You can't do that. We already used this as a Hekesh because we said there was missing information in the Psukim. The Pasuk only told me how many upper, that there was one upper sprinkling by the Seir and nothing by the par. And it told me by the par, there were seven lower sprinklings and nothing by the Seir. So we said, make a Hekish between them. It's all the same. Everyone needs to bring one upper and one lower for the par and one upper and one lower for the Seir. That was one Hekish. And then on the bottom of the Nvavimid base, when we started tonight, there was another Hekish that just like Lifnai to Lifnim, you're supposed to do the Zrikos one and seven for the par and for the Seir. So to outside the, the Kodesh HaKadosh in the Hefa. So the Gemara is, how can you can't do that? You made an error. So says the Gemara, no, 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 that's not right. When we were talking yesterday, and we said, and we said that we learned par from Seir and Seir from par, that was not a heckish proper. Hi, heimenu v'davar acheru. No, no, it, we were just filling in the dots. We, we had enough information. We just, it, it's not a heckish proper. So that's, that's answer number one. Below have a heckish. It really isn't a heckish. And therefore today's Gemara is the heckish. Yesterday was just uh, the language here is davar halamid. Uh, sorry, the language is hey menu v'davar acher. I had I was missing a drop of information. That's not a hekesh proper. Says the Gemara Hanicha. I'll accept your answer only according to the one who agrees with you. That's it's only true according to those who hold that way. And for those who say that yesterday's Gemara that par and sayer was not a hekesh, we were just filling in the gaps. Fine, say there. But what if you didn't hold that way? But if in fact you hold that yesterday's Gemara was a Hekish, 
then what do you do with today's Gemara, which is Agish? You, you can't have it both ways. So answer the Gemara, answer number one, Mekomos who Degamre Mehadade. We're talking about places. What does that have to do with anything? Why isn't it still a Hekish? So Rashi explains this. Rashi, beautiful Rashi here, explains this. So we're a couple inches below where we are. Rashi is about a third of the way down in the Rashi. Dibur Hamaschil, Mekomos who Degamre Mehadade. Says the Gemara, Ein ze hekesh halamed mina hekesh. This is not the hekesh that was learned from yesterday's hekesh. Shaharei behekesh harishon. Yesterday, when we learned what you are calling a hekesh between the par and the seir, that's lamdu behemos zumizu. That was learning from one animal to the next. I had some some information in the chumash about a seir. I brought it over to par. I had some information in the par. I brought it over to a seir. The us says damoka sherasel dama par. That's great. All of that is talking about animals. But today's Hekish, where we said, not only is it but it's also in the Hekal outside of the Kodesh, then says the Gemara, that's, that's, uh, that's nothing to do with the animals. We're not comparing animals anymore. So says the Gemara, there's two different things happening here. One, yesterday's Gemara was discussing a Hekish between animals. Seir and Par, what information transfers between two animals? Today, we're not discussing that. We're not talking about the what, we're talking about the where. And therefore, that's not considered a stira in the Gemara. And that's how the Gemara gives this answer. We're eight lines down. And therefore, even according to the one who holds that yesterday's Gemara was a heckish proper, but, but yesterday's Gemara was about the what, and today's Gemara is about the where, and that is not considered to be a stira. Or you can give a, a what we would probably call in our language more of a valabatish answer that yeah, it's all one hekish. Yesterday's hekish is today's hekish. It's all the same. The outside, namely the hechal, and the bifnim, the kodesh hakodashim, it's, it's all the same thing. So really, we could have included it in yesterday's tomorrow, but we didn't, but it's really one and the same. And that ends this first little sugya of ours. And what we learned from here is a very important halacha that we need to, on a, on a Torah level, we need to do this rikos of the seir and the par, other way around, the par and the seir, one in, one up, seven down, and then the seir, one up, seven down. We need to do that inside by the Aron, Bein Habadim, and then outside of the Kodesh and the Heichal, facing the parochas. And that is the start of our Gemara today. And that brings us to a, a great, beautiful, historical Gemara. Uh, sad, but exciting at the same time. Says the Gemara, Tana, we have a Brisa. Shumaze. Remember yesterday we said that we didn't sprinkle on the kapores. This is now talking about the parochas. Yesterday was the kapores that was inside the Kodesh. But the parochas is outside, right? We're now in the Heichal facing the parochas. We've turned around, we're facing west. We're facing the parochas. So it says the Gemara, you did not sprinkle the blood on the parochas proper. Really? That's for sure not true. He said, I saw with my own two eyes. No, your Bryce is wrong. You told me that you don't sprinkle on the parochas proper. Yes, you do. Because I saw with my own two eyes. And what did I see? I saw that it was the blood of the, of the par and seir of Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara. How do you know what it is? How do you know what blood it's from? The Dilma, it's not from the, the, the parents here in Yom Kippur. The Dilma, perhaps, maybe it's from a different set of Korbanos. Korbanos where Bezdin, where Sanhedrin gives a Psak, and everyone relies on the Psak, and the Psak ended up being wrong, and everyone in Klaus wrote that in so fine. So then we bring a Korban. That Korban has sprinkling by the Parochas. So it says the Gemara, maybe the blood you're looking at, Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Yossi, maybe the blood you're looking at on the, on the Parochas in Rome, 
maybe that blood is not the blood of Yom Kippur. So he says, no, it has to be. Third of the way down, because there was a pattern to them. They were done in order. What is the pattern of Harvest Yom Kippur? We learned about this yesterday. My We said that you start high and you throw lower and lower and lower one eight times. So he seemingly saw approximately eight drops of blood in a in a vertical line going downward. That's exactly what the Kohen Gadol did. Remember that he turned his hand upward, he would do the first flick of blood. He turns his hand the other way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's what he saw. It's not Nami. And there's another Mishnah that he saw another part of the parochas that had different a different uh, pattern of blood on it, different blood splatter. It's not Nami, Gabe Parhelam Davershel Tzibor. Another story was told, Kihai Gavna, very similar story about the Parhelam Davershel Tzibor. By Parhelam Davershel Tzibor, there is no order in which to sprinkle the blood. Says the Gemara, it says in regards to the Parhelam Davershel Tzibor that when the Kohen would do the sprinkling for that particular uh, korban, that he would not do uh, anything special, but it was it was not on the parochas. But if in fact the blood got on the parochas, no, not a big deal. Amar Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Yossi, nope, it, that's not true. It was Dafka on the parochas. Ani reisia beromi. I saw them in Rome. V'hayu Allah kama tipe damim shel parhelam davar shel tzibur siravodazar. I saw. So asks the Gemara the same question. How do you know what the blood pattern was? The the dilma de parvesar shemakipurim nihu. Maybe the blood that you're looking at now is not from the parhelam davar shel tzibur. Maybe it really is a seir. It's par and seir from Yom Kippur. He says can't be. This blood splatter had no pattern to it. There was no vertical line of eight dots of blood. So therefore, I know that if there's blood on the parochas and it's not kisidron, it must be parhelam davar shel tzibor or the par of avodah zara. No? That never happened. The perfect order? No, the 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 par it happened once. <laughs> it must have happened once. Because either that or or we you have to assume he's either he's either wrong or it happened once. They gotta get it wrong. No, that's only by that one thing, but Parhelam Dovershell Tibor, that's much more general. That's a general Isser Doraisa. The, uh, there's two of them here. If you look at the language, it's par, it's Parhelam Davar Shel Tzibur Visi'irei Avodah Zarah. Those are two different korbanos. Parhelam Davar Shel Tzibur Sanhedrin says it's uh, mutter to eat this food, and you're wrong. And after Daraisa, everybody ate that. They went to the butcher that day. They all bought this kind of meat, and it was treif mamish. Then they bring Parhelam Davar Shel Tzibur. The Avodah Zarah one is <laughs> uh, it's much more complicated. I didn't learn the Gemara in Horios. I don't know what you're referring to specifically, but but here we're talking about two se- separate korbanos. Either way, Rav Lazarabiosi. He saw them in Rome. He saw the parochas. That's crazy. He saw the parochas. So that's an unbelievable thing. And that is the end of this little sugi in the Gemara. So now we're going to learn a couple of um, uh, uh, quick halachic shilas that come up about the blood of the seir that's in one pitcher and the blood of the par, which is in another. We're halfway down. Let's continue. Let's say that the bloods get all mixed up together. So Amar Rava, no saying achas lamala v'sheva lamata v'olelo lekanu lekan. So what does this mean? This means that the bloods got all mixed up in one cup. So you had your two cups, right? You got the par, and you got the seir, and uh, someone, one of the janitors, you know, they just dumped it all in and they stacked it up together, right? So you got all the blood sitting in one. What do you do? So the Gemara says that what you do is Amar Rava, no saying achas lamala. You stick your finger in, uh, uh, turn your palm up, one. 
and then you stick your finger in seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The ola lo lakan ulakan. With this, you will be yotze both for the haza of the seir and for the haza of the par. Says the Gemara, Amrua Kame de Rabirmiya. They quoted Rava's answer in front of Rabirmiya, Amar Bavloi Tipshoi. Wow, you out of towners, you chutznikim, you're not getting the message here. That's ridiculous. Just because you live in a dark land, you say things that are choshech, you say things that are filled with darkness. It's impossible. You're not allowed to bring the hazov the seir until you've completed the hazov the par. So they can't both be for parts here at the same time. Because if you do the hazov one, and then one, two, three, five, six, seven, it counts for both. No, then you did them at the same time, but the seir has to follow the par. The Torah Amra, the kila mechaperes hakodesh, kila dam hapar. Only after you finish the blood of the par, the achar kach kila dam seir. So you, this is not the right answer. You've got your mixed jug of uh, of par blood and seir blood. Okay, I'll just do one set and have in mind for both. No, that means you didn't read the pasuk in Flemish. Wait, come on, Bavel, let's go. Fine. So it says the Gemara, you're right. You do one and seven for the par. And then the choser, you go back and do it again. Very good. End of question number one. Next question, we're going to make fun of the, the Bavelians a little bit more. So the Mephorshim explained here that here's what happened. The cups were separated. You're doing good. And this cup right here is the par for this, uh, is the cup for the par. And the Kohen Gadol reaches in, uh, touches the blood, hand up, and does his one upwards. Okay, good. Then all of a sudden he looks away, and then someone comes. Now, now after the first Rika, after the first upwards Rika, now all the blood is mixed up. So now what do you do? So says the Gemara, Stava Rav Papa Kame de Rava. Rav Papa was talking and learning, and he says to Rava, I have an idea. Lemeimar, here's what I'm going to tell you. No saying Sheva Lemata. You already did the one up for the part. So here's what we're going to do now. This is Rav Papa's suggestion. What we should do is no par We're going to do the seven downward hazaos, but we're going to do it in mind for both par and sa'ir. So what happened? Here's the flow of events. The cups were separated. Everything is going fine. Kohen Gadol reaches in and he does the first upward one of the par. Good. Then someone mixes the two up together, and now the cups are all stacked one on top of the other. He turns around, he's like, uh-oh, what do I do? So Rav Papa's suggestion is it's now it's really time for the lower seven for the par. I have an idea. I'm going to do the lower seven for the par, but I'm also going to have in mind to do par and sa'ir. So one, one for par, seven for both par and sa'ir, and then another upward flick for the sa'ir. So says that's his recommendation here. Sheva After you've done the one up, you do seven down l'shem par sayer, and then He thinks it's a good suggestion. Says the Gemara, this is really bad news. Amar le Rava ad hashta up until this point karulan tipshay. They've called us fools at this point, but vehashta tipshay the tipshay. We're the worst of the worst. What kind of recommendation is that? They already told us the din and we didn't listen. They told us that there has to be a Seder Hadvarim. You have to finish all the Hazos of the par and only then can you go on to the Hazos of the Seir. The Hakayahi Mata, the Seir, Mekame Mala, the Seir. Here you've inverted them. If the seven that you're doing are for both par and Seir, so then this single upward fleck of, of blood 
is late. It had to be before the seven downwards for the Seir. That doesn't work either. So what you should really do is not that way. What you should really do is uh, complete everything first. You can't do it the way that you did. And as we turn to the top of Nanzayin and Mubez, the Gemara says, Rava. therefore, what you do is no saint sheva lamata l'shem par, v'chozer v'no saint achas lamala, v'sheva lamata l'shem seir. You end up doing the full, um, whatever it is, it's eight times two, it's 16, the full 16 flecks of blood, hazaos of blood, and that answers question number two. Question number three, says the Gemara, nis arvulo kosos pikosos. The cups are separated, but they're not labeled, and you can't tell the difference. We don't know what blood is which. Could be that this is par and seir. Could be that this is par. I don't know which one it is. So the cups are still sitting here. We just don't know what's what. Okay. What do we do now? So it says the Gemara, very uh, short, but uh, we'll see in a moment. The answer is actually excellent. So no saint. You, you do a zrika. The chozer no saint. And then you do a second set of zrikos. The chozer no saint. So I have here... This could be par or seer. This could be par or seer. I don't know which one. So says the Gemara, here's what you're going to do. Give, give, give. So cup one and two. Cup one, all right, I'll start with this one. Up one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Put it down. Cup two, we do the same thing. Up one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then we go back to the first cup and we say up one. Why do we do three? Because says the Gemara the following. The Gemara doesn't say this. So we show them explain this. This is the lumdus of the Gemara. If cup number one is really par, which has to go before seer, so then my... First set of Zerikos and my second set of Zerikos, I was Yotze Midor, right? So I'm done. But if this really was the cup of the Seir, which is, has to be done second, I did this first. So then numbers two and three are Par and Seir, which is in the right order. So that's why the Gemara says that if you have the unknown, this could be Par and Seir, this could be Par and Seir, we have to do three sets. One, two, three. Seven, eight Hazos, eight Hazos, eight Hazos. And that way we check off all of our boxes and we can then make sure that we were Yotze, our requirement for Zerikos. Next question, four lines down, Nun Zayin says the Gemara, Mixas Damim Nis Arbulo, Umixas Damim Lonis Arbulo. So here there's three cups. Cup number one is definitely going to be par. Cup number two is definitely Seir. And the third cup is a mixture. We don't know what it is. So says the Gemara, Pshita, the obvious part is like this, Ki yoiv mi vadain yoiv. If I know that there's a Vadai cup, then of course I'm going to give from the Vadai cup. If I have par, I know it's par, that's going to go first. If I have Seir and I know it's here, that's going to go second. What do I do with the empty, with the, with the third cup that's a mixture of blood? The extra blood, that third cup, what are we going to do with it? Havu, That extra cup is going to be considered, halachically speaking, extra of the original. And that gets uh, that gets poured on the foundation of the Mizbeach. There were little holes by the Yisod of the Mizbeach um, where you could pour the blood and it would drip down into the blood system. Very good. Odilma says the Gemara, or perhaps... Maybe it's not halachically shirayim. Maybe halachically it's what's called duchuyin, which is that it's a zero in halacha. It's not the halachic extras. It's a zero. It's a garbage. It's a waste. It has no halachic ramifications at all. It's a zero. Uh, and then it gets poured into the aqueduct, into the water, which is obviously not the soda of the Mizbech. Namely, it's the garbage can of the Beis Amikdash in this particular case. So which one is it? We don't know. That's the Gemara's question. When we have three cups, one is definitely par. One is definitely seir. And this, the last one is mixed. So the par gets brought, gets the eight hazos, the, the seer gets the eight hazos, and the last is uh, nothing. The last is garbage or not. Is it, is it shirayim or is it tuchuyim? Amar Papa, Papa says as follows. Even according to the opinion that if you have two cups of the same blood, let's say I have two cups of seer, it was a, the animal had a lot of blood. So the shrita was done, 
and I had these two cups sitting under me. The shechita was done on the coin, and I collect the dama nefesh, and it fills up quickly, and I collect the second dama nefesh, two filled with blood. So says the Gemara, afilu leman amar kos echad If I did my zrikos adam here, and I don't need any more blood, then this cup is now halachically shirayim, even according to the opinion that that's true. So says the Gemara, that's only true if in theory, you could use the extra cup. But in our case, we said that that third cup was a mixture of blood of par and seir. We don't know what, what that cup is. It's a mixture. So because in this case, we don't know what it is. So if Papa says, in our case, as posed in the Gemara, on the fifth line, fourth and fifth line, you can't do the Zrika with that. So look, that you cannot use. That gets dumped into the Amma. That's garbage in that case. That's Shita number one. I disagree with you. Lord Papa, he says, it should be the exact opposite. Even according to the Man de Amar, that if you were to have two cups of blood, that's Dama Nefesh, and you did the Zriko Sadam from the first one, then the remaining cup that was untouched, it's not Shirayim, it's garbage. It's Dechuyin. Even according to him, that's only true if you ruin it. But if you haven't done anything to it, but where you haven't done anything to that, where that second cup of blood was untouched and there's nothing wrong with it, should be mutter. So maybe we should say the same over here, that our case is really um, that extra blood, which is a mixture of parents here, should be put on the yesod, and it should not be dumped into the amma. It's not garbage, it's halachic shirayim. The tanya, these two shitas are reflected in a brisa, about a, a little bit more than a third of the way down in Zion and Mabez. We're going to be going about a third of the way down on Nunches The brisa writes, Lemala, we have Tuptukim. Lemala, who Omer above, higher, uh, earlier in the Torah, it says, Ves Damo Yishpoch. Ulemata Omer Ves Kol Damo Yishpoch, Tuptukim. So, how do we learn these Tuptukim? So, we're going to see in this Brisa these two shitas that we just saw of Rav Papa and Rav Hunabrej Rav Yoshua. Um, one saying that the blood is going to be going into the Amma, which is it's garbage. And the other is that it's going to be poured onto the Yisod, which is the sheet of Rav Papa. So, it says the Gemara, how do we understand these Tuptukim? So, Minayin. Lichatas, Shikibal Dama be Arbakosos. Let's say there was Korban Khatas and the Kabbalah Saddam, they only fit in four cups. They didn't fit in one cup. He didn't have a huge jug. He had four uh, Dixie cups. So he collected the Dama Nefesh in four cups. Good. So how do we know that if he collects it in four cups, the Nasan Mizeachas, Mizeachas, Shekula Nishbach and Liyatod, and he took a little bit of blood out of each of the cups, that all of them are considered Shirayim, and all of them get dumped by the Yisod of the Mizbeach, but they're not garbage, they're Halachic Shirayim. That's from the Pasuk of Maybe we would have assumed that if I gave all of the matanos from one cup, all the other cups would also be considered Shirayim. Talmud Lomar, no. This is Rav Papa's Shita quoted, quoted, not quoted here, this is a brisa, but it's, it's listed in a brisa as a Shita. And that's the shita where all of the blood that, that was untouched ends up being dumped in the um, in the garbage. It gets dumped in the ama in the aqueduct. Rabbi Eliezer, Reb Shimon, Omer, no. How do we learn these tupsukim? Minayin lechata shekibel dama be'arba kosos v'nasan arba matanos me'echad me'echad shekul and ishbachin liyasod. Let's say I have four cups of the dama nefesh. I only use one of the cups for the avoda. The other three cups were untouched. Here in this bride, it seems to be where do they get poured into the yisod, namely that they're shirayim, even if they're untouched, not like the first sheets on the brisa. Talmud Lomar, best called the Oh, very good. There's only one problem. 
We started this price with two psukim, and Rebbe Lazar only used one of the psukim. Well, the Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, it's great if you have your shita, but you have to you have to answer up on the following question. You only use Pasuk number two. What about Pasuk number one? So it says the Gemara, don't worry. It teaches us a side din about the blood that's in the neck of an animal. Fine, fine. But the point is that this is exactly our machlokas, Rav Papa, and Rav Hunabrei, the Rav Yoshua. What is the machlokas? The machlokas is as follows, just to review. The machlokas is, if we have uh, a mixture of blood, does that blood get uh, get to be considered? Uh, sorry, we have three cups. I should say we have par, seir, and mixed. We did the par. We did our up one and down seven. Done. We did the seir up one, down seven. Done. What do we do with the last cup? Is it shirayim or is it dachui? Is it considered halachically leftovers and needs to be poured in the yisod, or is it halachically a zero and can be flushed into the ama? So that is a machlokas. Rav Papa and Rav Lazar Breder of Yeshua. No, Rukhuna Braid Rabbi Yoshua. And that's also Machlokes in this Raisa. That brings us to the two dots, um, eight lines from the bottom of the page, Nun Zion and Mabes. Says the Gemara, Ira Dam Hapar Lesoch Dam Hasair. We said that after he finished with all of his Zrikos, the Kohen would pour one into the other and then and then stack the two containers together. So he went into the Beit Mikdash with one, he came back into the into the Kodesh. He went into the base of Mikdash with one, the other was sitting here. And then he came here, he took this one and went into the base of Mikdash and did this seir. Then he came here, he's like, all right, let's mix them, mix them together and stack the cups. That's what our Mishnah wrote, that that's what he's supposed to do. So then says the Gemara, that's what he's supposed to do. And Tnan, Kemandomar, Me'arvin, Lakronos. It seems to be from our Mishnah that what we would do with that blood is that it gets poured on the Kronos of the Mizbeach, on the top of the Mizbeach. If you look on, a, on, a, on an aerial view, you'd see that there were four one by one Amas on each of the corners of the Mizbeach. That's where this blood would have been poured this blood uh, that was mixed into this container, because we already did all of the Zerikos. All the previous Shilas we were asking was before the Zerikos, what do we do? This Shila is after all the Zerikos were done. So it's not, it seems that we have a Mishnah, Kemanda Amar Me'arvin Lekronos. The Itmar Reb Yoshia V'Reb Normally, almost always, this is a, a rare exception in Shas, where the word Itmar is not talking about Amorayim. Extremely rare exception. If you have the Tosfos Yishan with you of the Oz Vahadar, on the inner margin is the, is the uh, Oz Vahadar's commentary that he adds here of the Tosfos Yishanim. And if you look down there, about halfway down in that commentary, I'll just read it uh, clearly for those who don't have it. Dibur Hamaschel de Itmar Rav Yoshi of Rav Yonasan. Even though they're Tanaim, they're not Amoraim. Why does it say the Itmar? Ka'amar Belashon Memra. We have the language of the Memra, a language of Itmar. Why? They were very late Tanaim. Like Ravchia, who was a very, very early Amora slash late Tana. So that's the, the approach of the Tosfos, uh, of the Tosfos Yishanim. Other Meforshim say, no, the reason why it was codified this way is because there was really no clarity on it. The Machlokas kept continuing about this. So let's learn about what this Machlokas was. So the Itmar, even though they are um, Tanaim, the Itmar, it says that the Machlokas Rabbi Yushua and Rabbi Yonasan, we don't know yet who says what, that the blood is mixed, not like our Mishnah, that the blood is not mixed. And Tistaim, we can probably conclude that Rabbi Yoshia, it was the Rabbi Yoshia who, the Amar Me'arvin, the Rabbi Yoshia was of the opinion that when the Kohen Gadol finished his final set of Zerikos, that he mixed up all of the bloods. How do we know that? How do we know that Rabbi Yoshia was the one who was of the opinion that the blood should be mixed? The Amar, because he said, that even though it doesn't say the word yachtov, it's as if it does say yachtov. This isn't a random comment. Rashi be'arichus here. 
toward the bottom speaks about the pasuk of ish, uh, ish ish asheri kalela savi vesimo, and then he quotes the whole drasha there. And basically, the point is that sometimes even when the, when it doesn't say yachtav, it means yachtav. We're not going to go into that now, but that's uh, one approach to to show how Rav Yoshia is of the opinion in our Gemara that even though it doesn't explicitly say to be ma'ariv them in the psukim, it is implied. Says the Gemara, no. We don't have to conclude that Rav Yoshia is the one who says Me'arvin, because really what it could be is Afilu Tema Rav Really, maybe even Rav was of the opinion that it was Me'arvin. Lav Dafka that it's Rav Yoshia. It says the Gemara, Shani Achas. Maybe over here it's different. The Pasuk says Achas, that they really should be unified. They really should be mixed into one. Tanya says the Gemara, Delo Kishnuya. So we have a brisa that is not like this most recent approach. Namely, we have a brisa that is not like the assumption that Rav Yonasan is the one who says that they are merged together, that they are Ma'arvin. What does the brisa say? Two lines from the bottom of the Zion and Bez. You take the two of these bloods together. Black on white. This brisa says explicitly that Rav Yoshia was the one who says, like our Mishnah, and maybe he's the author of our Mishnah, that the two bloods are merged together into one. Top of Nunches Meralev, Rav Yonasan, still within this Brisa. Rav Yonatan Omer, no, the blood of the Seir stays in its own container, and the blood of the, of the power stays in its own container. Omar Lo, Rav Yoshia, he says, he says, what are you, what are you talking about? It, it says that it's all one. So, Omar uh, Lo, Rav Yoshia says him they should, oh, sorry, hold on one second, lost my place. Here you go. Omar Lo, Rav Yoshia, uh, you should have them all combined. The Pasuk says, Achas. So, Amr Lord of Yonasan, you learn the Pasuk wrong. Well, look, Farnam Ami Dama Par Midama Seir. We also have another Pasuk that says that they were separated. Dama Par and Dama Seir were in their own distinct containers. In Cain, Lamar Namar Achas. Why then, if, uh, if Rav Yonasan is right, that the Pasuk says, Midama Par Midama Seir, and that means that we don't mix them, they stay. Dama Par and Dama Seir without mixing them, then how does he learn the, learn the word Achas? That you shouldn't have two containers of the Dama par. And you shouldn't have two containers of the Dama Seir. And then there's another Brisa, Tanya Idach. What is this Brisa, right? This person learns that this Brisa, so far nameless, seems to learn like Rav Yoshia because he says that even though the Pasuk says that they should still be mixed. How do we learn this pasuk? To teach us one that they should be combined together, and that is Yoshia. So therefore, the Gemara concludes that yes, that we have a machlokas as to whether or not we're ma'ariv the blood of the seer and the blood of the par. Machlokas in our in our Gemara between Rav Yoshia and Rav Yonasan. The Gemara assumes, like the opinion. Um, in the Gemara, that when we have a machlokas between them, that Rav Yoshia is the one who actually holds that it does get mixed. That is the author of our Mishnah. We will stop right here. Tomorrow night, Emir Tashem, we will learn Daf Nun Ches. A reminder, Nun Ches, the Elmud Beis, is pretty wide, uh, but uh, we'll get through it for sure. Reminder that on Thursday, there's no live shear, uh, but it will be pre-recorded and posted before the time we learn. Wishing you all a beautiful night.